Hello and welcome back to Daily Oatspirations, the podcast with your host Kylie Kern. And I am so glad you guys can be here today. Sit down, grab a bowl of oats, and you'll be good to go. Hello, beautiful people. And today we are going to be talking about the toxicity on wellness culture. This topic also kind of ties in to the other episode I did on that girl trend because I feel like wellness and the that girl trend tie together a lot. But I really want to dive in to the real meaning of wellness and the overall idea and of course the community and what influencers and content creators are doing out in the world to portray this wellness culture because if you didn't know and if you don't follow me on instagram my username is called wellness by kai when i think of wellness i think of taking care of your health taking care of yourself and well-being. I think of just nourishing your body with good foods that make your soul happy. It creates a balance in your life, not this restricting way of obsessing over things. But sadly, that's what wellness culture has become. Wellness culture has become the idea of obsessing over our imperfections and that we aren't doing enough. But in reality, wellness is here for us to become the better version and for us to become a person that promotes good well-being for our own selves. Each and every one of us is on different journeys. And if we're all following the same journey, we're never going to reach our destination, even though we don't have one. But we will never reach a goal if we don't follow our own paths and our own journeys because everyone is different and everyone has a different purpose of the way they live, the way they do things in their life, and how they want to live their life. I mean, I have some friends that are on the go 24-7, but I'm the friend that goes to bed at 8.30 or 9 and Yes, I do a lot of stuff, and I have a lot of stuff going on, but I'm not traveling 24-7. I'm not doing things like my other friends do, and if they incorporate stuff that I incorporate things into my life, that's not going to benefit them because they're on a completely different journey than I am. So I think we should honor our own journeys and that we are on a different path and that change is a beautiful thing because if 
we obsess over being perfect, the entire, like our entire life, and just staying the same. We're never going to evolve. Change is a beautiful thing. Change makes us who we are, and if we never have change, what what else new opportunities will we get to have? And we have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable, because being uncomfortable leads us to. Great outcomes, and even if it leads us to mistakes, roadblocks, or any type of those things, those mistakes will teach us so many lessons, and those lessons will turn into beautiful opportunities we never saw coming. So, I hope that this episode will. Brighten up your opinion on wellness culture, and open up your horizon to new opportunities, and to really take a step back and focus on your journey, and that wellness culture is. It doesn't have to be toxic, like the that girl trend. It doesn't have to be toxic, but when diet culture comes into play, it is going to be very toxic. So, I hope that you can stay with me and listen to these topics and messages. That I have to say, and I also have some thoughts on from other content creators on Instagram, and you'll get to hear what they have to say. So thank you. So I'm going to start diving into some of the opinions and thoughts around wellness culture that I had some people on Instagram tell me. So let's get started. So the first one that this person said was, "Sometimes wellness culture goes too far, and people don't understand that wellness looks different on everyone." I totally agree. Like just what I said, everyone is on our own journeys, and we need to normalize and celebrate that. All types of life and beauty is amazing, and that every person is different. If we all worked out the same, did the same skin routine, or ate the same, we would not look the same. And in the end, it is not about the looks. It would. It's never about the looks. It's about the personality of the person, because when we die, we're not going to be remembered for our looks. We're going to be remembered for our personality, and how we treat others. Really focusing on our appearance doesn't do us any good. I mean, yes, we can focus on our appearance sometimes, but having that our main. Focus and point in our life, we are not 
living. You're living inside of your head, which doesn't get you out of your boundaries. And taking that time for you to celebrate that you are the only person on this earth out of every single person you are the only you even if you're a twin you are the only you you and your twin or whatever like triplet you're not the same everyone is built different everyone is made different and genetics and every type of way you do things is going to play a role in how you live your life and how you are. Because if you want to be a body shape someone is, you have to think about, is this going to do me any good or is this going to do me more bad than good because the outcome may look like something way different because genetics have a huge role in it or maybe your genetics are way different than the other person's genetics and it looks nothing like you thought it would be so we need to stop having these high expectations for ourselves and really allow ourselves to celebrate that we are the only ones in this earth to call me and us and I. Because, yes, you're never going to be like that person. Because you are always going to be you. And no one is going to be you. No one in this entire world, even if they try the hardest they can be, is going to be like you. They can implement some healthy habits or some habits that you have, but that doesn't mean they're you. And that will never mean they're you. So moving on to the next question or actually the next response. Um, it says, in reality, Different routines work for different people. Not everyone thrives on the same routine. This is such a beautiful message and an awakening statement that everyone needs to hear. Because, yes, in, reala in reality, everyone has different routines and work for different people. And... People thrive on so many different things. Like, I thrive on routine. But some people don't thrive on routine. They thrive on just going with the flow and not planning and just taking things at ease. And I wish I could be like that sometimes. And I am not like that at all. I'm a planner. I am an organizer and I have routines. I set my day to plan, but I try to not focus on the future, but I am definitely a planner. I write things on sticky notes. I have a calendar. I write things in a journal and I do things that make me prepared for the next day. But sometimes 
going with the flow and letting myself just be free a little bit can make things easier for me but if it makes things harder for me then that doesn't work out for me and that is okay everyone thrives on different cycles and different routines because routines are only sized down to you and we can of course take little bits of routines or things other people do and put them into our life for instance i can maybe stop planning for the next day and start really focusing in the now and i struggle with that i struggle with being present and just being here in the moment when i am somewhere else i'm focusing on tomorrow i'm focusing on what i need to wear what school i'm going to do because like i have a tendency of having life be perfect which is so not true i am working hard on this but we need to realize that everyone's routine is different but we can alternate them too they don't have to stay the same and they don't even have to be a routine they can be something totally different every day and if there's a stereotype of if you want to be a successful person you have to have a routine but that is not entirely true and you can disagree with me and that is totally okay but i think to be a successful person you have to be focused on you and having a little bit of organization and planning can make things easier but i have found out that planning too much and organizing and just being so hyper focused on what's going on the next day or what happened in the past like i am thinking in my brain on what i could fix and that is great too but i obsess over that i obsess oh i could be saying this instead of what i said and i could have made that conversation way better and that can be a great way to realize your next conversation and the way you can talk better do speeches better and implement a conversation better to someone but obsessing over what you said isn't doing you any good and we need to realize that we aren't built to be perfect we are built to be human we aren't we aren't made to be perfect even though society tells us to and society tells us to we need to be this size or create this routine or eat this or eat that oh don't eat this but you can have this in balance but what balance means is to 
take in those things in your life and you don't have to take them away. You can adjust them, just like adjusting your routine. I can adjust my routine and I have been adjusting my routine because now I have track practice at 4.10 and I get out at school at 3.45 so I go straight to track practice when I usually went on the bus, went home, did homework, chilled, and you know, just did the daily night routine, but now I go to track instantly, have a quick snack, I am just like on the go, and then I get home, have dinner, and I go to bed, and I feel a little bit out of place because of that, because I'm not doing my homework or getting home at the same time and needing to let go of the designated times that society tells us to. Um, Like, we need to eat lunch at 12 or eat breakfast at 7 in the morning, which that is not true because our bodies aren't a clock. And sometimes adjusting our routines makes us a better person. It helps us grow and realizing that my routine that I had to adjust is something that is going to be a little hard for me because I'm not used to that and I'm really tired on these days and I am getting more tired and stressed because I feel like I don't have time for homework and I did not do very good on my science tests that I did. And I feel like that has to have a role in my stress levels right now. But I'm not going to stress stress myself out on just one test. I am going to study for it again and get help from my teacher. I am going to get as much help as I need because getting help is beautiful. It's not something we should be ashamed of. And I am nervous to say that I didn't do good and that perfectionist in me is saying I didn't do good enough and I'm not enough. But when in reality, I am enough and I did work hard. I studied hard. I don't know what went wrong, and that's why I'm going to get help from my teacher. I'm going to have her help me with the lessons that I struggled on a little bit. And that is a beautiful thing we need to take good advantage of because those teachers are setting their time for us. They're setting their time to help us and if we don't take that time we are not going to learn something that we didn't get to learn on when we had the opportunity to so i encourage you to get help for whatever you need on whether it's education or health related or any 
type of things you need help on. So, I mean, getting help is a beautiful thing. And I suggest that if we obsess and stress over our routines and the way we do things that is labeling our imperfections as bad when our imperfections make us human and that one bad grade I got I'm never going to remember that in 10 years or even five years or even a year from now I am going to retake that test I am going to go in take that test with a positive mindset and for whatever I get I am going to celebrate myself I'm going to celebrate that I worked hard that I am a good student and that one test does not define who I am my grades don't define who I am and by saying this really helps me get into the mindset of I am the person I am meant to be because that one test that I took that I did not do good on does not define my work ethic does not define who I am as a human being because I'm growing and I'm learning more and even though I thought I did okay and I didn't, I know that by getting help will be a great thing for me. And studying in my routine doesn't have to be a stressful thing. I don't need to study for two hours on time. I can study for 20 minutes, take a break, and then 20 minutes, take a break. Because... Taking a break for yourself is beautiful. I'm sorry for this long rant about routines. I have so many other topics to talk about. But I just needed to say that because this one test has been on my mind and really took over my mental health a little bit and has made me a little bit sad. But I'm not going to let it affect me because I am the I am growing. I am a teenager that has so many opportunities and growth and everything to go through. I mean, I have so much beautiful things to go through and ugly things. I've experienced a bad test and I'm not going to let it affect me because that one test is not my entire life. So the next response I got is that wellness culture is often unrealistic and unhealthy. The most well version of yourself is whatever feels healthy and happy for you. I love this response also. I love every single one of these responses because Everyone has a voice, and we don't all need to agree. And having these beautiful responses is a great way 
to talk about how we feel about wellness culture or any topics we want to dive into. So, yes, wellness and all the cultures are often unrealistic, and that is really sad. And in the end, we need to create the best version, but... We need to create the well version of ourselves and whatever feels the best for us because we know ourselves the best. No one else knows us the best as much as we do. Even if your best friend thinks she knows you the best or your mom or anybody you're close to thinks they know they know you, they don't because you are the one that are experiencing, are experiencing the moments in yourself, in your body, and the way you live. And that ties into that everyone is living a different journey. And wellness culture obsesses over the time of day we eat calories and all the foods that we you know eat and implement into our life when we need to eat just to simply live but eating isn't just about fuel food isn't just about fuel it's about memories and wellness culture does eating and food can be a very vulnerable place to go so it's sad because eating and food is a very hard place for people to come to and it can be a very scary thing for people and wellness culture can develop disordered eating that leads into restriction and thinking we have intolerances. And even though that you do have intolerances, which I do, I'm lactose intolerant, but when I was in my state of mind of my disordered eating, I was totally off limits of dairy and just thought ice cream was bad. When ice cream is not bad, as a lactose intolerant person, I still eat ice cream, I still eat frozen yogurt, I still eat dairy, I still eat cheese, and I eat most dairy. I love yogurt. I eat yogurt every day. And I think that the disordered eating and wellness culture taught me that it is bad for you because it has too much of this, too much of that. When in reality, it's just food. 
food is never going to hurt you as much as restriction does. And the way society makes us scared of these things, like putting out keto diets or or dairy-free diets, all those diet culture diets that society thinks we need to go on or try when we don't need to because paleo or any of those trends don't do us any good only if you have an actual intolerance that was diagnosed by a doctor and I eat dairy on a regular basis but I take lactate to help me eat dairy and I used to stray away from those because I told myself I can't eat that and I can have it in moderation because Whatever is best for your health, you need to do for you. I can't have a bunch of cheese in one sitting or, I don't know, like mac and cheese for every single meal. That will not do well on my stomach. Or, like, have mac and cheese and then ice cream afterwards. That will not do well on my stomach. But... If I have it in moderation and just help myself overcome those fears, those disordered eating habits will not happen anymore. And I think that a lot of people are scared of carbs And a lot of topics on being scared of carbs have came out when in all reality, carbs is our main source of energy and the main source that fuels our brain. I wanted to dive into some content creators out there or influencers, bigger influencers that has affected our audiences because sadly that these topics and trends are predominantly towards the younger people and it is so sad because we need to be teaching our teenagers and kids that food and the real way of defining your health shouldn't be something to be ashamed of and eating when we're hungry shouldn't be ashamed of because if someone comments on what you eat that is not their problem and nor is that your problem Because if you're hungry, go ahead, eat it. You are the only person that knows how your body's feeling and how you are feeling. 
And I watched Abby Sharp's video. If you don't know her, she she is a registered dietitian and she does YouTube videos. And I love her YouTube videos because they have so much science background added to them and so much evidence that explains the reality of what other influencers are talking about. And one of her recent one were on Blogilates, Cassie Ho, and I think that was really big eye-opening to us because Cassie has been on here on the internet for a while. And I think that her programs are a great motivator and they can be good, but the mindset around it, it's just not it's not there yet and it it is toxic and it makes us believe that that's how we need to lose weight or her new program is building muscle when we need to focus on our actual health and yes we can have physical goals but that that can't be our main priority we have to check in with ourselves and focus on our mental health and focus on our well-being and having programs portrayed out to young audience saying that having lower carbs in your diet will benefit you is so not true and yes, I am only 15, almost 16, and I am not a registered dietitian, of course, or any sort of that, but I have great knowledge on what we need in our bodies because I have experienced what it's like to restrict carbs in your diet, and we don't want that. Because taking things out of our lives takes away our lives and what we love in our lives. And it makes us feel like we need to restrict entire food groups because we believe they're the enemy. When food was never the enemy. Food is never the enemy. It's our friend. It's our best friend. And people go to food to have conversations, to bring people together. It's a beautiful thing. And we need to stop being ashamed of what we're eating and the calories inside of food because calories are energy and yes there's high calorie things and low calorie things and both of those can be extremely dangerous because 
if we do something too much or over the extreme, it can be dangerous. Anything we do over the extreme can be dangerous. So another response that I got was, um, this person said, I think of it mainly as balance in life with food, productivity, relationships, routines, and a lot of wellness and their situation has helped them recover from their ED. And that is such a beautiful thing to hear. And I just want to say I'm so proud of you that you took the step to recover from your eating disorder because that is a big step to go through. And choosing to recover is the hardest part. Because if we don't choose to recover, that final step is never going to happen. But that is another story for another time. But um, yeah, I love hearing that the balance with your food and relationships in the wellness culture has helped you recover from an ED. And that is a beautiful thing of it. And that finding that way of wellness culture without diet culture can be a great thing. And that is is a beautiful thing to come across. And to tie that in, another person said it's good in small doses. And that is the perfect way to describe everything everything is good in small doses i mean anything you do is you have to do in small doses things don't happen overnight and that is what makes us grow learn and become a better version of ourselves so I absolutely love that way of putting anything and especially wellness culture. And um, this one, well, both of these say toxic. One word, toxic. Okay. I, I agree with all these. And I definitely agree with this one because... I've been looking into some research and some um, websites on wellness culture and, of course, some posts on Instagram and really taking notes and jotting them down and then really tying them together. And one of the most sad things that I came across that any trend and especially wellness culture makes it feel like, is they praise that thin is healthy and healthy is thin. And I am not, I'm not in any way bashing anyone who is thin because I am naturally a small person And I am naturally thin, but 
uh, uh, gaining weight is a beautiful thing. We need to stop fearing gaining weight because gaining weight can be a beautiful thing. When you're gaining weight, that doesn't just mean you're gaining weight. It just means you're gaining your life back. And as wellness culture praises the the stereotype of a thin white blonde girl model who lives in a beautiful Greece house or whatever, then they are portrayed as healthy. And I just want to let you know that everyone is different, whether you're in a small or bigger body or a short or tall body. Everyone is different and health doesn't have a size and health is so many different things and health isn't just about what you eat or how active you are. Health is about your inner soul and how you are treating yourself. So let your main focus be on you and how you can better yourself and focus on your actual health. So to round up this episode, I would like to say that food doesn't need to be defined as clean, whole, or even as a cheat. Food is here to nourish your body. Food is here for memories. And any culture that is telling you that food is bad, it is not bad. And I just want to tell you that we don't need to spend millions of dollars on products that only lead us back to where we were before. And that's on another note. There is no before and after. We can learn to accept ourselves and accept our journey. And that accept acceptance can turn into self-love. We can't go from hating ourselves to loving ourselves. Everything is a journey. And we have to learn that where we started isn't a failure. Everyone is on their own timeline, own journey. And if we don't start now, then where would we be in 10 years? So I encourage you to start now and don't be afraid to nourish your body. Don't be afraid to eat and simply just eat what your body craves because there are more ways where you can feel good than make yourself feel bad about yourself and lose yourself in process. And we are here to have eating as a positive thing. And we don't need to get down on ourselves when we eat something when we feel guilty because that only feeds in to the disordered eating. 
And by challenging those fear foods and by acknowledging our hunger and our soul-related food cues, then we can learn to enjoy actually being in the moment and eating. So I'm going to end it here and I just want to say thank you for being here and I hope you have a lovely Monday and go serve yourself some purpose today and go eat that one thing that you are scared of because that one food will never hurt you and If you're feeling any type of way, think to yourself, why am I feeling this? Go grab yourself a snack, a meal, a drink, anything, and I cheers to you. Bye!